0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Bass, how low can you go? Death Row, what a brother know. Once again, back in the, is the incredible. Rhyme Animal, the incredible. D, public enemy number one. Five O said, freeze, and I got numb. Can I tell them that I really never had a gun? But it's the wax that the Terminator X spun.
2: Hey, nice. welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host Rod Ed, Karen, and we're in the house on a very special Sunday edition of the Blackout Tips Podcast, uh, Father's Day edition. Man, it's become a tradition around here that uh, my dad comes through and uh, does a show with us. So everybody should recognize the Public Enemy lyrics to start the show. Word. Um, how low can you go? Um, so uh, it's it's my dad. Say what's up to everybody, Dad.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody out there?
2: no doubt man thanks for having me uh happy father's day
1: thank you very much i appreciate that it's the best father's day gift i ever get every year i love it
2: well happy father's <laughs> day to all the real dads that take care of their thing and right. all that you know stuff that people say on the internet um yeah i i uh I hit you up a few days ago, i asked
0: roger i said Ask your daddy and then i hit you up too because i didn't know roger hit you up because i was like Baby, you know your daddy. He'll be out chopping cheese you know, I and mean, burning iris somewhere, talking weird, about right? um, I got work to do right. on Father's Day. That's so right. I was like, we better catch him while we can.
1: I do have something to do too, but I'm holding off. You
2: know. Well, we appreciate it.
1: Yes, sir. Um, we do.
2: I appreciate it. We uh, well, I guess we should go ahead and do all the intros and stuff. Uh, you can find us at theblackouttips.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. The Blackout Tips. Uh, we'll come up. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and we promise to read them on the show, regardless of content. The official weapon of the show is the taser and unofficial sport is bullet bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is double sponsored is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Recently, Karen and I sat down with friends of the show, Lisa St. Odom and Thatcher Johnson Weldon uh, to talk about learning to drive acting and, of course, their upcoming TV show, Dead Room you can check it out on youtube it's already on the website theblackouttips.com i also put it on our facebook page the blackout tips thank you for everybody liking that yes we're actually over 4100 likes right now so yeah uh so appreciate all those people uh make sure you leave a comment on the youtube page and um a new interview will be posted this friday so be sure to hit the youtube channel again over the weekend thanks for all the support for shadow doll productions guys um and we also have uh, a lot of beeping going on we also have uh <laughs> we also have uh another sponsor's a little sexier let me get my sexy music hey
1: all right
0: and uh, this is sound you hear me open up that package
2: Yeah, right is it a rule that in the seventies you needed seven minutes hey, of intro? That's right. Of course. That's
1: before you take the shower and everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamAndEve.com, and for a limited time only, you can get fifty percent off of just about any item. But that's not all, guys. In addition to your 50% off of just about any item, you also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift that is so sensual that it's too funky to tell you what to do. Oh, Lord. What at do a, it do then? And to the top of it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. They're not playing around, guys. So get your, uh, get your 50% off at adamandeve.com. And just put in code TVGWT upon the checkout. And uh, that's how you get it. So you get fifty percent off. You get three free DVDs and a free extra gift and free shipping. Uh, code TBGWT at Adam and dot com. Barry don't be singing; he just be talking.
0: Yes, that bass in that voice—that's
2: all he needed. Mm-hmm. He was barely talking through. They could have been drunk or something. It wouldn't have mattered um all right we got all kinds of new stuff of course like i said if you guys have questions you can put them in the chat for my dad or whatever um but let's talk about all the important stuff that's going on in the world it's father's day so that means it's time for the annual president barack obama to remind people they need to be dads <laughs> we in that no oh, lord so- Situation, President Barack Obama is urging fathers to get more involved in their kids' lives and to serve as mentors for children who don't have fathers around. Obama is reflecting on Father's Day in his weekly radio internet address. He says he knows how important dads are because his own father was absent. Obama says he tries to be the father and the husband his family didn't have. He says being able to have a child doesn't make you a man, but having the courage to raise one does. That's right.
1: That's deep.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot of people get mad because they don't like that he used the word courage, but I don't mind it because it is courage because I don't
0: I, we live in a society where people look at men as you're supposed to have it all together all the time. Like you don't have a learning curve, like nothing's never new to you, like you don't grow and evolve as a person and mature and all this other stuff. It's like once you get a certain age, you're supposed to be the man you're just supposed to know. And it's just one of those things where it does take courage. Cause for a lot of men, just like it's, it's, it's a transition for women, it's a transition for men too. And I think a lot of times men I get, get pushed to the side for the fact that the woman kind of, you know, births the child. So society just disregards men in the, out of the whole process. Mm. But if you're a man and you want to be there, it's a scary moment for you. Cause all of a sudden you got to take care of another human being also.
2: That's right. Well, also, I mean, um, it is kind of uh courageous. I was we were in uh Cadoba the other day, eating, yes, and this uh, couple was out um having like a little family lunch. It was a father, mother, and a child. It seemed like, and um you know they were talking, and the little boy was just chilling, he started coughing a little bit, and were was chilling. And he started sneezing a little bit, and they was chilling. Then he started spewing projectile vomit all over the place. Yes, he did. And it got all on his dad's shirt and all over um Cordova. He took it like
0: a champ, man. He felt so bad. He was wiping and cleaning, and he went and got that stuff and spraying down. and He just kept apologizing. Yeah, I could not
2: have – uh I didn't even look to see why. I just heard it because I knew I was going to th- start throwing up. Just talking about it <laughs> makes me feel this way um he
1: was blowing chunks Mhm,
2: mhm,
1: everywhere i felt so bad and for i said man. that
2: took courage for him to like take his son to the bathroom clean up everything apologize to the manager and he never threw up himself and you know got to throw up all over him and all this stuff and didn't make his son feel bad for it or anything you know, so I, I was like, it does take a bit of courage because I probably would've been like, oh, what the hell, man?
1: Oh, what did you What did you eat?
2: <laughs> Throw the baby across the room and she you, get off me. You What's wrong do, with you?
0: You don't do kids what? like that. They can't control what that. He, what did he
1: eat? What was the, I hope
2: he? I don't
0: know, know what that kid is. Oh, yeah. I didn't look to see because yeah. I didn't want to know.
1: You no know, spaghetti pretty interesting when it comes back. Yeah, so they, I can um, imagine. You know, mm-hmm. Some lettuce with some uh, blue cheese. <laughs> on, you know.
2: What <laughs> what I'm yeah, I was like, nope, mm-hmm. no thanks. So yeah, it does take courage, man. He says. uh, Obama recorded the address at the white house before departing Friday for North Dakota and California. Uh, where he was uh, talking to some native Americans about, um, you know how American did them wrong. Funny how we got had a black man, do that. Cause it's like, I kind of want him to be like, well, we really, well, I mean, not us, you know, the white people,
3: right?
2: You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, not, uh, personally, I mean, we weren't in a position to do anything to y'all, but, uh, Win. Uh, in the Republican address Senator Tom Coburn of Oklahoma so for some reason they always got to uh, get a get a they get a chance to address the nation as well uh, he says say again
1: how do you shoot down Father's Day man you know they shoot down everything Obama says I man. know how man they shoot down like he says something like Ah, oh, my shoelace broke. They're like, well, you had no business getting them animal skins in your shoes. <laughs> like, what is that gotta do with it? Yeah, you know
2: I mean? the president is was like he made an initiative again to to start awareness on um, college campuses about sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the last like three weeks, Republicans have found ways to be for sexual assault and for oh. rape. It's like it ain't even that big a deal. The numbers is over. Why are these women lying? Yeah, no, yeah right? y'all need to stop. Listening to this nigga, obviously he's a liar. Yeah.
1: It's okay to rape.
2: Right, (laughs) stop drinking. That's the problem. Look what she had on. I'm like, what's wrong with these? They'll do anything to be against him. Um but this dude, uh, Tom Coburn said that uh Obama must nominate a capable, experienced secretary to clean up the veteran affairs department because, you know, fuck Father's Day, apparently. Republicans don't have dads. Just gripes. Yeah. Oh man.
1: I like the way he has to clean up something that happened, like, you know, 25 years ago, and it's still going on, but it's on his watch, so it's his responsibility. For yeah, them. all this stuff with everything, Iraq. Yeah, everything, man. Like,
2: I, I was looking at this, like, uh, apparently the troops went home from Iraq, and yeah. everything went to hell. That's right. And it's so funny because Republicans are now showing up like, ha-ha, we told y'all if we left, things are going to be a problem, and they're just completely skipping over the, we told y'all if we didn't go... We things would right, right, it would have right. been a huge waste of That's military right. expense right. and and might and soldiers lives. But hey, you know uh, we Republicans, so we got yeah. you know pick right. our po- fights.
1: At one eighty rule, whatever he says, one hundred eighty degrees. The
2: other of way. course, here's uh, another crazy person uh, named Brad Bradford Wilcox, W. Bradford Wilcox, and Robin Frederick Wilson. They wrote an article on Washington Post, uh, which is becoming a really bad, really, really bad newspaper. I don't know what happened. Maybe Are they the one that got bought by uh, Rupert Murdoch, the Fox News? Uh? I, don't know, I don't know, but don't know. they went down the drain, didn't they? I mean, we have been reading a lot of their stuff lately where it's just like, this was crazy.
1: The conservative slant. Yes. yes.
2: Well, this one says, one way to end violence against women, married dads. Now, apparently... um uh, maybe I can find it on my Facebook page. But the I- original title for this art- article was actually something worse. Like, it wasn't even like that. Like, it was something that blamed women for getting beat. Um, let me see if I can find it on my page.
0: Uh, are you trying to start a new segment, fucking With Women?,
2: uh i don't know because, it, i it, mean you've it, been it, reading
0: a lot of them stories to me
2: yeah i mean well there's a lot of women uh people out here talking to these women um crazy uh lately so yeah we
0: got fucking black people fucking with gays Do we need to get theme music for that too
2: yeah i forget what the original i wish i could remember off the top of my head but like i want to say the original um title was something like uh women get married if you don't want to get you know beat or something like some oh shit something crazy like that and i was like one of those like i can't believe this made it past an editor like i mean it's the washington post it's not you know uh uh you know uh something happened yeah you know like sometimes you hear websites and it's like well obviously nobody listens to this or Nobody mm-hmm. reads this, so maybe the the person can just go type it themselves. Mm-hmm. Washington them Post, I expect to have somebody in that that shows up and goes, "Hey man, this might be a problem."
0: I know they it was like whatever,
2: just put it out there. So, um, all right, I can't find the picture, but uh, it was something originally blaming women. I just remember that much. Well, um, they go on to say that, um, according to their studies. Um, the dramatic social media response to the UC Santa Barbara shooting captured by the hashtag yes, Our Women underlined an important and unpleasant truth across the United States. Millions of girls and women have been abused, assaulted, or raped by men, and even more females fear that they will be the subject of such an attack. As Sarah Cliff wrote in Vox, a national survey of American women found slightly, a slight majority, 51.9%, reported phys- experiencing physical violence at some point in their lives. This social media outpouring makes it clear that some men pose a real threat to the physical and psychic well-welfare uh, of women and girls. But obscured, obscured in the public conversation against about the violence against women is the fact that some other men are more likely to protect women directly and indirectly from the threat of male violence, married biological fathers. The bottom line is this: married women are notably safer than their unmarried peers and girls raised in a home with their married father are markedly less likely to be abused or assaulted than children living without their own father. Hmm. Hmm. So, if you think about this, guys, what he's saying is, if you're a single woman and a dude is beating you down every day, you just gotta marry him.
1: That's it. Let's get them papers.
2: Get, get married to your abuser and it'll solve everything. Hmm. It's the hmm. magical status of a... Uh, that cuz this obviously Karen this is a correlation equals causation obviously if these two things exist married people in married households have less abuse then it must just mean if you marry somebody it the abuse will go away Karen that's obviously the truth no
0: Abuse is abuse across the board, married and unmarried. A lot of times when they interview these, um, do these polls, I don't, I don't even know if they ask women if they're married or not. And if they do, at the end of the day, it don't matter. An abuser is an abuser, regardless right. if you're married to that fool or not. And it's one of those things where we live in a society where it's okay for, for men to be alone. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, a woman has to be covered. She has to have, uh, a man that can claim her as property or as his, in order for her to be safe. And sometimes she is less safe with him than she would be by
2: herself. True. According to this, Karen, married biological parents, two point five uh, per every thousand households have uh, physical abuse. Fifteen point four for other married parents, which is kind of a strike against marriage because that's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 13.5 for, uh, unmarried parents. So they, they're, uh, biological parents, I guess, but they're, but they're not married, but they live together. So 13.5. So that's still a lot. 26.2 is for single parents with a partner. Uh, single parents with no partner is nine is nine out of every, uh, thousand, and ten point six 10.6 is for neither parent. Uh, what I'm noticing is there's a lot of abuse. Period.
0: Across, and that's my thing. Across the board, it's one of those things. Almost like people, because it's, it's, it's quote unquote a woman's issue. Um, you know, you're not talking about men, because men get also abused in relationships, but that's something you don't talk about. I wasn't
1: about. gonna say anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I see how your wife be I wasn't beating you. Say anything. Mm-hmm. She do my hair. She gets mad. Burning
1: she, me with the clippers.
2: Take
0: yeah.
1: that
2: hot comb and she I know.
1: <laughs> sit your ass down yeah i
2: leave uh well you know what here's the thing though mathematically speaking um if you can't separate uh the status of marriage from the abuse in my opinion because how do you know that more people don't get married because there's no abuse you know what i mean like it's not like like this is a problem with the way society views marriage is that marriage is this magical state of reset button like Oh, you hit the button and now magically you're married you walk out happily ever after and that's the end of it whereas marriage should just be another step in the stages of your relationship you know and not even the end all be all by the way like nope you know there's still tons of work you have to do after you get married to that's keep right. to maintain that that relationship mm-hmm. but it seems to mean like our society just views marriage as like a a plateau of a relationship so you know maybe the reason people are getting married and having like maybe they don't even have kids until they're married some of these people maybe some of these people um you know uh have have like are getting married later in life age could have something to do with this like there's a ton of of just variables that just can't be taken care of by simply looking at only one part of the equation which is married or not married biological parents or not biological parents the end that and also
0: um something that people have a tendency to um neglect too is that when it comes to abuse this abuse doesn't happen on the first day so a lot of times uh i would also add in there did your abuse happen after you became married because that's Mm -hmm. something else they don't talk about too because a lot of abusers won't actually do anything won't abuse a woman quote unquote until she's his You know, now you're mine. Now you're my property. Now I have the right to physically beat and abuse you. When we were not, quote unquote, legally binded, I could not put my hands on you because I knew you could leave me at any time. But now since you're married, because I've had so many, I've talked to so many older women that have been in relationships like this in the past. And they was like, the abuse didn't happen until after we got married. Hmm. So that's something that this poll does not take into consideration either.
1: I didn't know he was like that.
2: Yep. Yeah, even the framing of the title like one way to end violence against women married dads. You know, like yeah, it just it, it just makes it sound so Married
1: dad that means like married with children, right? Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, like married biological fathers with children. Like that mm. you got to have you got to have uh children with the man that you married obviously um and that will lead to less violence. There you go. Th-
0: that and also in and, and it's funny That and
2: also what? No, no.
0: No, that and the Mm -hmm. fact that when it comes to this, I think uh, for a lot of people, there aren't there isn't a book or like a a strategy guide to let people know, hey, these are the signs of abuse. It's like nobody really does the studies or really acts men, because most men who abuse aren't going to come out and say, I'm I'm an abuser unless they have have changed or just say, I'm not going to beat people no more. But it's just one of those things where it starts off with teeny, teeny, tiny stuff till eventually your whole life has changed and you wake up one day 25 years later and realize you are alone. You don't have no friends. You can't contact nobody. I don't like you, your friends. Yeah. You, that's and that's, that's how it starts. I don't like your friends. I don't that's, like what you wearing. You can't go out. Why are you always calling your mama? Why your right. sister got to come over here? Right. It starts with small stuff to after a while you are by yourself. And this is strategy to it, to it. And a lot of, uh, women are very especially if they're young they're very naive to the strategy of how abusers work and it doesn't always start with physical a lot of times it start with verbal and then it kind of progresses on beyond that but point. you know also
2: like because i think there's some truth to a lot of stuff like uh you know if you bring in someone into your household that is not you know the father of your kid that could that that's that's more variables to it than just whether you were married or not
1: mm-hmm.
2: whether he's the biological father because it could also be that hey you didn't vet this person uh it could you know what i mean it could be more than just well obviously any man that's not the father of your child is bad and is going to come in your house and abuse your kid that's not necessarily the truth but it's no. like if you just look at those two variables father of your child and if you're married or not I and that's the only two ways you define you know abuse Uh, you know like how you're going to measure this abuse you're going to find that those scenarios are the more risky ones you know what I mean it's yes. like it's not rocket science mm-hmm. but it, it's like but to then frame it around the listen woman just marry a man and it'll work out
0: yeah because find a
2: man marry him and only have kids with him it'll yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of person he is mm-hmm. it'll obviously work yep because it's
0: like you said society we live in a in the culture where it's like get married and it'll solve all your problems. Have a yeah. baby and it'll solve all your problems. No. It just amplifies the issues and the problems that are already there. And if they're not resolved, these are just gonna add on add on top of whatever else happens to be happening. And you're not also taken into uh consideration like you said you need to have all the factors and what happened if the other person that you're with does not abuse you are you taking that into
2: consideration too i just looked at the website earl and it has the original title it's the best way to end violence against women stop taking lovers and get married (gasps) that's that's like i said it's it's always some woman This your fault that you're getting beat stuff you know what i mean instead of the best way to uh stop the the best way to end violence against women is for men to stop beating them
1: why are your shoes on yeah
2: chat room is crazy. yeah the chat room is funny um but um yeah so i just think that that's crazy the way that they um put it and like i said if you're only gonna measure for those couple of things um that's what you're gonna find but just you know in reality man i think the bigger thing that all these statistics and all this stuff normally pretty much says to me is less people need to get married right. and less people need to have kids right because most people do it kind of it's like we're programmed to do it like it's just hey this is the thing that you should do by this age like you you'll talk to people sometimes and be like you know i just want to be married by the time i'm 30 like do you have a uh are you dating somebody no well then how can that's a weird goal to have like you know like you should it should be like anything in life it should be something you're building towards it's a process it's not a Overnight thing. And I think a lot of people look at, you know, everything that way. Like, I want to have kids by this age. I yeah. want to have,
1: I want to buy a house by
2: this right. Yeah. I like want to like buy a, a car. And, and also yeah.
0: it's one of those things to me, even when it comes to getting married is, and, 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 and another thing is having children. Society pushes and promotes children, but society really doesn't talk about the costs that are associated with children. Society is, is taught, Oh, have a baby. Fuck the fuck it. We're about money later. Yep. You can't be like that and then you have a, a child and you can't get in a daycare because daycare is a $1,000 a week because newborns are expensive. Yep. You know, they, they, they don't talk about how, you know, maternity leave in our country it, it, for industrialized nations is the worst in the world. Yep. You know, and, and for most women, you don't get maternity leave. And, and then if you do have a job, you, you know, four to six weeks, you better have your ass back in there, eight weeks max. You better have your ass back in there versus other countries. They have 18 months that the, that, uh, a woman can have for, um, maternal leave in some countries longer. And then in some countries, they actually even encourage dads to take maternity leave. In our country, dads can take maternity leave, but it's not encouraged in our country to take maternity leave. You can use your FMLA and take that time off and spend time with your wife, yeah. but it's not pushing it or, or, or your significant other or whoever has your child. And it's just weird when it comes to this. A lot of times people talk about get married, have children, have a house. Well, people fail to realize these, these are goals to have. But I think some people treat them like business goals, like cross, 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 cross,
2: and not realizing. Well, even with a business goal, they no, that's the problem. They don't treat it like a business goal. Oh. With a business goal, you work towards that shit. Yes, you do. You don't just say it. You don't just, <laughs> I want to be a CEO by the time I'm 30. Okay, uh, I'm going to drop out of high school and start selling these drugs. Like, well, those are the wrong steps. <laughs> yeah, you're going you backwards. Like with, with with marriage and having kids and stuff, a lot of times people aren't even looking at well, here's a, here are the, the environment I like to do this in. Here are, here's the kind of person I want to be with. This is the kind of steps I want to take, you know, and especially for something like marriage where you want to be with one person for the rest of your life, ideally, um, you, you really should have the person first. Yeah. right you know because it's so like the percentage of relationships that work out is so low and i'm not talking about marriages I'm talking about relationships Period. like I, I bet you if you just looked at how many relationships last for your entire life if that's the uh measurement that people are going to use for success uh which obviously is debatable but if if you're going to use that as your measurement for success it's got to be like one to ten percent it can't be high yeah you know, yeah. so you're betting on, like, who would bet everything on 10%? Not most of you. No. Would not bet no. anything. But when it comes to marriage, we've been trained, like, you should do that. Like, yeah. find a person, wife them up, husband them up, or whatever, and that's the end. Have some kids. And it's like, and beat them. Yeah, and know? then beat them, and, uh, that'll be their fault. You know? <laughs> I think when I read the study, the, the title, I just thought, one way to end the violence against women married dads means a lot of more women just need to start finding, uh, men that cheat on their wives, you know? Yeah. Cause Find, I was thinking, well, he's, he's a married dad. Yeah. He won't have time to beat you. He sure won't. He going to be over his wife's house
3: beating with his her. kids. Yeah.
2: Beating her. So, you know, you're there's only so much possessiveness yeah. you can have. He has less energy to whoop up on you. Right. <laughs> the more the, the married apparently, or the more the married her, I guess. Um, speaking of marriage, I don't think we covered this. I, I forgot. Um, one in three people cheat at bachelor slash bachelorette parties. Mm. One in three.
1: Dad. Stop
2: getting married.
1: Stop having parties. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs>
2: Good grief. Just go I, ahead, all. People really think that marriage is the reset button. I, like, well, hey,
1: this this happened on Tuesday, I so it's who, different. Who was yeah. that dude sitting around keeping the statistics? oh he hit it he hit it <laughs> yeah that's Write one that down. Yep. check that down yeah, oh, it, you too you don't get you know
2: who's that. keeping statistics um your friends and at, at your bachelorette I know, right? party I know. like he did yeah. have i thought i hired her but uh, did. he, he didn't did have that. to have sex with her yeah, know, right? and
0: on top of that if you was liking them hoes before that don't stop yeah like like a lot of times these people uh cheat prior to Getting married, and this is just that one last hurrah. I'm like,
1: okay, I'm gonna stop after this. One, but for, right. but yeah. for
0: most people, it don't stop after yeah. that. It's like an
1: addict. One last hit. One
2: more, yeah. man. One
1: more. No
0: more. No more. It's just you forever <laughs> after this night.
2: What happens when during bachelor parties, a bachelorette party stays there? Stays there. New research reveals that people really stretch the limit when it comes to taking advantage of their last night of freedom before everlasting commitment. The latest study reveals that one in three bachelors and bachelorettes cheat on their parent uh, partners during their freedom parties.
0: And that's the thing is the way it's pushing our society. Your last night of freedom, right? Mm -hmm. You know, after this dog, you ain't going to be able to do a goddamn thing. You know, they act like for men, especially is one of those things where it's like, dog, it's almost like a funeral service. Like, doll, you know, let's go party one more time before we got to put you in the grave.
2: Yeah. What is this idea in our society that women are the, uh, you know, the, the disciplinarians, the ones who take away all the fun and make you grow up. And, you know, dudes are, you know, right? eternally immature. We just want to yeah. party, man. Want to hang out with our friends and play video games. And that's it. Yeah. And, and women, of course, hate that. So that's, you know, every, I mean, I guarantee you right now, there's probably four sitcoms on with the woman is the iron fisted, you know, angry person. And the dude is the, Oh, I just want to do some funny things. Married with
1: children. Right. And it's been going
2: on our whole society. And I think people adopt that into their real relationships where they, and it's really bad because honestly it's opposites getting married and they really don't need to be together. No, they don't. There's a lot of people where it's like, um, she hates fun, and you think that that's what you're supposed to do for the next rest of your life, so Word. you get with that, and then ten years later, you're like this is the I'm miserable i don't we can't be together,
0: yeah, because this is not what I wanted, this was not what I uh desired, and yeah. it's just one of those things where it's funny though, especially um in a straight relationship the the girl that the
2: dude should marry a lot of times he won't marry her. Because well, I don't even want to go there because a lot of people just shouldn't be getting married. and That's true too. A lot of people just not that mature. They just not like you. you, And and most and a lot of people aren't ever going to reach that level of maturity. Like you know, I think people just do it because they've been programmed to do it. You know, like you just shouldn't. You're messed up. Like if people could accept that they're kind of messed up, then have a little self awareness, then maybe. But most of the time, people just seem not really. Yeah. very self-aware, and then you just watch them get into these predictable pitfalls. The average American relate, uh, marriage lasts eight years. Wow. You know, that that's not a lot of time, really.
1: Hey, man, I'm overdue, mm-hmm. man. I've been married 33 years, man. Mm-hmm. It's, time for, it's time
2: for me to break, dog. Mm-hmm. Damn <laughs> you to get free. You should be on, like, your fifth or sixth one I right now. I be beating
1: some people, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing
2: out. Uh, the survey also revealed 92% of people who've cheated said they Kept they keep their secret affairs from their betrothed. So 92% of people don't tell. Don't tell
1: what?
2: That they've been cheating. They oh. don't tell their, their wife or husband that 92%. they cheated
1: on them. Well, that's probably a true, about the truest statistic. That didn't come from the Washington Post, did it?
0: No. Uh, this yeah. is okay, a
2: council
1: so
0: hill. Must be true yeah, that's probably one of the truest statistics out there because most people are looking like, I ain't telling you shit. Yeah.
2: However, 74% of the respondents... Oh, I just found a typo. Maybe this isn't a good source. Anyway, 74% of the respondents who wanted to hide their indiscretion said they are worried that their friends or family would expose their lewd prenuptial behaviors, which is another reason I don't think sex at a bachelor party even makes sense because now you just cheating in front of a bunch of witnesses. Right. Like, oh, you went back to that room with the stripper. Like, so now everybody at your bachelor party knows that you cheated it won't, like, does it really take that much for somebody to tell or mess up or Mm-mm. something, tell their wives when they go back home, oh, you won't believe what Randy did. He slept with that stripper. You know, this, I don't know. And But they still do it. So 76% of people are like, yeah, that was, you know, I mean, 74% of people was like, uh, you know, I want to hide my indiscretions, uh, but they're still worried that friends and family will tell them. Yeah,
1: they should tell it all.
2: Drunkenness was the top reason for infidelity. Oh, Lord. 76% of respondents, it's always a reason. 76% of, of respondents reported they were too drunk to handle the situation. I was
1: too drunk, plus I was sexually aroused. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> I was too drunk. I mean, I handled the situation several times that night. But other than that, <laughs> right. I was very, very drunk. I regretted it. Other reasons of infidelity include having cold feet. Probably shouldn't get me. Yeah. Feeling stressed, enjoying the free hall pass, or wonder, relenting to peer pressure.
0: I wonder what, I wonder was uh drugs in there, too. Well,
2: alcohol is a drug, so I I'd mean, say yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, but I was just thinking, I'm, I mean, because most people, when they look at alcohol, they don't, it's a drug, but most people go, okay, you drinking, and then they go, the other drugs, per se. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder, like, weed, Smoking and marijuana, weed. and ecstasy, and, you know, all that stuff. A little toot-toot.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and they say, and then relenting the peer pressure. That's also the funniest thing about bachelor parties is I know. Man. You hear my closest friends that want to see me in wedded bliss, and they've been rooting for me. But at the bachelor party, that's the one night when they're like, "Fuck up your life, man." Peer pressure. Start off with something bad. Mm. You know, <laughs> like just just mess it up immediately. Screw up. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh I think it's no secret that when full of alcohol and banter, things can get out of hand on these events and one of these things is the issue of cheating said a spokesperson for voucher cloud who sponsored the survey um many people see this as their chance for a final flame before finally settling down we were surprised to see that a good two-thirds of the country remain faithful even in the excitement of the celebration i guess that is a positive way to look that's at it
0: good. yeah, uh, yeah that's
2: because you know some
0: people are some dudes are like hey, y'all could throw me a bachelor party, but they probably have rules and regulations. They was like, and and you know your friends. Like, you know, if Roger was to have something like that, it probably certain things wouldn't happen because he just don't, he's not, he don't live certain, that lifestyle as far he's as, like, you know. Like me. Well, I don't have,
2: one, I, I don't have case. that many bad influenced friends. And two, I don't really succumb to peer pressure that often. So I don't know that I'd be a good, a, a good, per like example. example but i also think the reason that number is high is because like if they had a way to cheat privately i think that number would be higher but it's like it is kind of performance anxiety built with can you trust these people and all this cuz
1: be like all oh, all oh, your boys say all right man we're going to leave the scripper in here and we're going to leave right <laughs> so it's like we'll be uh, back in about an hour
2: right so obviously <laughs> uh you know that that's a little different you know cuz you're basically saying everyone's going to know i'm cheating so you know the number being that high might not be that you know uh (laughs) it might not be that much to brag about because like well i would love to cheat in secret but not with y'all knowing yeah they got common sense like i'm not doing this in front of y'all yeah concerning the findings on strip clubs it seems that those who are taking these are obviously well paid or manage their finances pretty well yeah, yeah, that's another thing. This is probably a class thing too because not everybody can afford the Big Bang bachelor party, right? No,
0: everybody can't go to Vegas or mm. Cancun or wherever else they have it rent out the club
2: for their friends. An average spend of 120 euros per person is a large chunk of the money from the prenuptial party budget. He concluded, let's hope it was worth it and not something they regretted the next morning when they woke up with a sore head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, man, one in three. Um, Cheat. At the bachelor party, man.
1: Yeah.
2: That is a lot of people, man. A lot of people. The I thing mean, that's funny is 100% of these people think they need to get married.
1: Yes, yeah, they how many, do. Are they talking about the guy who's getting married or are they just talking about the other people who are attending the party?
2: Uh, also, Just the bachelor and okay. bachelorette.
1: Yeah, um, I, uh, I guess the other people don't count because they ain't getting married.
2: Right. Yeah, how would you know if they're cheating? They're going to tell it. <laughs> right. If that's their job. I think, it's, I think the people that are probably the worst at bachelor parties are married dudes. Yeah. Cause now it's like their turn they to like, do, they don't get out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like
2: they, the one that got tricked yeah. into their miserable yeah, marriage. Yeah. And now you, that get out of jail free car right. for a while. Yep, and yeah. people,
0: treat that, people treat you that like that when it comes to kids, like they want to trick you
2: in the advocate. Why don't you have some nose so I can be miserable like you. I'm good. All right. It's time for an unpopular opinion on the show. Uh, uh, Louis CK comedian who, uh, I don't, are we calling him comedian anymore? I don't know. I, I've been watching this show. And this whole season it's like he's just been like i'm not even gonna be funny like it's just gonna be serious and it's been 10 episodes i don't even know what happened that show but anyway he um tweeted out something because tracy morgan and several other stand-up comedians got into uh they got hit by a trucker who was driving a walmart truck yeah mm-hmm. and it destroyed their van one comedian died yeah uh, Jimmy Mack, uh, and a uh, couple others were injured. Tracy Morgan broke his leg in three places. Uh, Artie Fuqua was hurt. Uh, like, uh, I believe me, they say, they say these guys are going to be okay. You know, obviously they're not up walking and talking yet. Yeah. So who knows? And but, time will tell. Right. But he, the daughter of Artie Fuqua wrote TMZ and said, please take down this video, which was a video of, uh, her father being dragged from the wreckage um obviously he's alive or whatever but still you know she's like it, it hurts to see right, exactly. my father this way mm-hmm. right so louis ck retweeted that and said don't watch this video from tmz but you retweeted it at you and then tweeted the link to it and then later said please don't go to tmz to watch the video please ask him to take it down at tmz uh, on twitter and um i gotta say man it's kind of bullshit. Mm because like comedians will go in about like someone dying Mm -hmm. if it's a celebrity comedians will you know put it in their act like make all these snarky comments on Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff um and it's like they're only saying something because this dude's a comic right you know because I mean they there was an explosion uh when when Paul Walker died there was literally an a, a video of the explosion Oh, okay. I didn't uh, with watch When his car it. collided, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch it either. But this is the thing: they're fighting against humanity. Yeah. The reason that um, it takes uh, longer on four eighty five to get home is because when there is a bumper, uh, a bump up, or a wreck or something, everybody wants to stop and look. Word. That's not TMZ's fault. That's us. Yep. All right. You know, people want to see this shit, and because that it's Quite. marketable, and they're going to someone is going to make money off of it, and they don't care. And like in a strange way, TMZ has more integrity than the people who want them to take this video down just this time, but not other times. Yeah, I agree. That's
1: like, why people go to races, man. Go to car races, uh, stock car races. I mean. You got cars going around and round and around for three, four, five hundred miles. You waiting for somebody to get the ass run over? You know, yeah. That's you what sh- it's all about.
2: Like my thing is, these guys should be against this stuff all the time, not just when a friend's involved, That's right. right? Like why? Like and the thing is, I didn't click on this video. Why? Because I'm a human person I that has a little bit of self discipline, and I don't want to see the shit. Mm-mm. The end. You know, you don't have to click on it. Um, not to mention how many people weren't even aware of it till he clicked, till he said something. And then people wrote articles about right. what he said. Right. And yeah. And, and just, it's too much, man. Like you're actually helping them out at this point.
0: And my thing is like, I, I think it's weird how you go, well, don't watch this. And did you resend the actual link?
1: So he sent the link. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was
0: That's like, really, well, you yeah. don't want people to watch it. Talk about it, but don't attach the link because you attach the link. Of course people going to click on the link exactly. because they want to see what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. And like I said, man, it's, it's weird to me that you want to speak up now only because it involves a friend or whatever um I remember like when um when Tracy Morgan said uh his joke about stabbing his gay son to death if his son turned out to be gay and he had to apologize uh even though he was on stage making a joke mm-hmm. you know louis c k you know was like he was on comedy stage, not a pulpit. You know, so like, okay, so citizenship is is not cool because when it's a comedian. But when it's this shit, we has got to stop. You know, I mean, I I get that it's not the most. uh, Obviously, it's a messed up thing for TMZ to do. But TMZ is the people that do messed up things. It's not Mm -hmm. this is not like in a way they have integrity because it's not specific to anyone.
0: Yeah, they have no loyalty to anybody. It's like it
2: happened. Here you go yeah it's other people's biases being exposed you know it's like if if this happened to um someone i like i'm sure i would be like damn they really had to put this on tmz uh, yes but i understand that's that's what tmz does they're the bottom feeders
1: yep
2: i definitely wouldn't be like hey here's a link to it everybody don't go that that's just dumb <laughs> you know i don't even think i honestly real talk i don't even think i would ask them to take it down like i just look at it as part of the game you know, like mm-hmm. this is what they do. What What are you gonna do? They're not gonna take it down, by the of way. Of course not. More than likely, you know. So
0: yeah. TMZ and World Star Hip Hop are like two in the same.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was kind of uh, weird. You know, a little bit hypocritical, but just kind of weird um, to be like take it down because I know this person is funny. Um, speaking of uh, humor, morbid humor. There's a family. That, uh, this new trends are going around where people have, uh, funerals for their loved ones mm-hmm. and they take the corpse and set it up into whatever the that person oh, wow. used to love to do.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh, my. Like a
1: dude shooting pool, they put the, <laughs> sit him up at the pool table.
2: Well, Miriam May May Burbank's two daughters, uh, told WGNO in New Orleans that their mother was full of life. They wanted her funeral to be just as lively, uh, a last party, if you will. There you go. So they uh, set her up um, in front of the TV.
1: Bush oh, gave man. her a
2: menthol cigarette.
1: Not a Bush light. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and uh, had her favorite drinks around. A wine glass. Said, "Let's remember May May and the way that she lived her life."
4: Oh man. A New Orleans woman remembered as a party girl is receiving a send-off that captures her zest for life. Darian Trotter takes you to a non-traditional visitation.
5: In life, Miriam Burbank loved a cold beer and an occasional scotch. She loved the New Orleans Saints, and if she wasn't on her porch, the party girl, affectionately called Maymay, would frequent the city's neighborhood bars.
0: She gets down. 53, she's not a normal 53.
5: So it's only fitting that all of it be captured as part of her homegoing.
2: I didn't want her to just go, just go, so I had to do something amazing, so she's never
5: forgotten. Burbank's daughters had a vision and presented it to funeral directors at Charbonnet.
2: They said that, you know, they didn't want a traditional religious-type service, Um, that she was just one of those people that just enjoyed life, enjoyed living, just enjoyed people.
5: Burbank is sitting at a table wearing saint's colors, her fingernails are even painted black and gold. She's got her bush beer and menthol cigarettes. The arrangement has been well received by friends and family.
0: When I walked in, I feel like I was in the house. And I don't hurt so much, because it's more her. And it's like she's not dead, it's not like a funeral home. It's like she's just in the room with us.
5: Charbonnet Funeral Home is leading the charge in non-traditional send-offs. Tremay brass band drummer Lionel Batiste stood in the funeral chapel. Another funeral home placed socialite Mickey Easterling on a bench with a glass of champagne. You know, we celebrate life. We celebrate the passing. We celebrate the homegoing of people. Initially, there was some resistance in the Burbank camp.
0: A lot of people didn't accept what I was doing. I ain't let that stop me. And I know she's happy
5: with how she's looking. Everybody else says, this is. Her. this her. That's me.
2: I'm going to the morning.
5: In the end, everyone is pleased.
6: I think it's amazing for him to capture someone's actual life, their lifestyle, their way they live.
5: It was a celebration of life just the way Burbank would have wanted it.
6: I think it's something new and trending, and I think it's a good way to cross over.
5: Daria Trotter, WGNO News. And
1: mm-hmm.
5: Like she wasn't in the strippers
2: or something like
1: that. I guess they're going to put
0: a weed in my hand. And you know know what? To me. I want a
1: lap dance. dance. I
0: don't don't have a problem with it. I know a lot of people do. do. I don't have a problem with it because for the simple fact that if you are in this business, you're about to make money. Because a lot of people wait. That's why you don't have a problem. No, I don't have a problem with this at all. <laughs> mm. Make your I money. I thought
1: you. I thought you were gonna go that with you entrepreneur stuff. Came out of
2: here. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was gonna say something about how this is hey, how people lived fuck and that this podcast. It's their right of their family. <laughs> no, and no, no, no. You can make money off these
1: fools. These suckers. She said, forget this
2: podcast. Yes, if, shit. if
0: if this is something that people want to spend their money on, go make that money. You know, people spend thousands of dollars and to put people in wooden boxes and to put them in the ground, this is something that's very non-traditional and a lot of people have fears with shit that's non-traditional. People had problems with cremations when they first came up. That's true. So it's just one of those things that this is a non-traditional way of uh a funeral service you know people have caskets with their favorite basketball team football team like people are willing to spend this money I don't have a problem with it at all because it's the family's choice and it's the family decision I ain't got to spend no money I'm not bearing this person it's not my family member do what y'all want to do I think a lot of people just have issues because it's quote unquote non-traditional and I think a lot of people have an issue with it because it's black folks and anything to make black folks look bad black folks, other black folks got to say what y'all negroes <laughs> doing over there so but I don't have a i don't I don't have a problem with it at all and, and on top of that if they want to spend the money on it they got the right to
1: mm-hmm. hey uh rod uh, uh don't let karen help play at my funeral okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
2: no, I no 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 no
0: No, i'm not she saying gonna that him, but
2: but i have them uh, riding
1: a lawnmower or something sitting in the front yard people <laughs> driving by and shit. Yeah.
2: Like,
0: like, I, like i said i don't have a problem with Throwing it me but, quarters. but yeah. my thing but like i know that but like this you gotta know your family members too most of my family is probably going to want to have a very traditional funeral service. No problem with that. Cremation, burial, so no problem with that. But if you have somebody and these are their wishes, like like let's say they say this is what I want, I don't have a problem with that at Do all. Do you
2: even know that this is her wishes? This is what her daughter wished. Her daughter said this is what she was into and people tried to stop me, but I would not be stopped.
1: Hey, Karen, that's a great business model. We go ahead and talk to the people before they crash, right? You say, Mm -hmm. look at here, dog. Mm -hmm." Look at here. We can put you up on, you know, boom. You, You track the trailer driver. We can rent the thing. Bam, put you behind the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Put you on the CB. This is yeah, a quick, this it's is quickly to be made. This but this is gonna quickly gonna become
2: out it's of control.
1: You.
0: It's <laughs> <going> <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> oh, you talking about you talking about the strip cuz? Could you have them with a stripper on the pole and her like stretched
2: out across the pole? Yeah, this is
1: gonna suck. <laughs> <this laughs> yeah, yes,
2: her stripper heels.
1: Yes. It's
2: gonna quickly become out of control. Yeah. Yes, it is. So so somebody gonna die. It's like, he love porn. Yeah. He loves watching pornography. Like <laughs> put, <laughs> put some napkins on top of his laptop and.
1: He's going to put a... <laughs> Set him, sit, him up. Sit, sit, KY sit. Jelly on the side. I know, mm-hmm. With his hands down on his pants. Yep.
2: He died auto-erotic offici- auto asphyxiation. Look, yeah. get a rope. <laughs> Let's tie him up. Let's tie him that's up. That's what the- you do. Make that money. hmm I don't think so, man. Um, <laughs> you know,
1: Karen, Karen, you make a good point, though. You know, if it's not too far out there, you know, somebody wants to go like that and they want to pay for it, hey, man, that's going to be the last little show they're going to get. You know, I want to
2: see somebody, what happens when somebody hates somebody. Oh. Like, oh yeah you know he died uh loving to suck dick let's get him let's set him up <laughs> set his ass up how about like, he like to beat
1: his wife yeah he was your yeah. pastor yeah
2: he liked to beat his wife what he, loved. Upside, he was secretly gay he did yeah. a lot of drugs and he was the bottom too yeah, yeah set him up set him up snorting cocaine yeah I you know
1: put a big bag of sugar on the table, some straws. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's gonna get vindictive. Then people are gonna be like, it's too far. But remember, I told you first here, people. <laughs> was in. It, if they can make money, just do it. Yep. that's how yeah. that's how Tyler Perry movies get made. Every it week. is <laughs> every week. Uh, the Pope says uh, he's ditching his bulletproof bulletproof Mobile Oh Lord! He says in a recent interview, which I've always thought was funny. Right, because the Pope's like, I am a descendant, not a descendant, but I'm the direct communicator to God on Earth. You know, he protects me and everybody. But I'm gonna need this bulletproof glass, cause you know, you just never yeah, I know. Some fools out here. I, I'm not in a rush to see him. You know, I I you would think, take my time. You would think if you if you his right hand man, you would think you would be like, Oh shit, man, cool. I get to see him a few years earlier than I planned. I think no. he, got
1: a, he got a death wish, man.
2: He mu he yeah, he hates <laughs> his new wish, job.
1: I hate this job, man.
2: And uh yeah, and yeah, right. plus he's the quote unquote controversial pope, so maybe yeah. it's a conspiracy. He's down to earth pope. And a recent Somebody,
1: You think somebody's sitting around the next guy in line is sitting around saying, why don't you get rid of that damn You yeah. say you trust the Lord. You say you trust it. Right. Why don't you get rid of the big bulletproof? of man? You say you're a man.
2: Come Are on you, now. Yeah. Yeah, that mess around. He's gonna be man, shot pretty faith. soon. In a recent interview with Spanish newspaper La Vanguardia, Pope Francis spoke about why he prefers not to use the bulletproof Pope Mobile, explaining that as at his age he doesn't have much to lose.
1: Hey man, I read in the Washington Post he said I want to go express. Right. Right away.
2: And let's Back. get out of here.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I want bullet, to speed this
2: process up. The Bulletproof Popemobile was introduced after the attempted assassination of John Paul II in 1981. Yep. And favored by Francis's predecessor, Benedict the something. I can't read Roman numerals. Uh, Wait, what is it? Four or five? Eight. Is X, XVI, 16th or 14th? That's 16th. Okay. Yeah, cool pope however does not have time for that bullshit he told (laughs) La Vanguardia I remember in Brazil they provided for me an enclosed pope mobile but I cannot greet people and tell them I love them inside a sardine can even if it is made from glass for me it is a wall Mm. so he said he about to get in these streets Mm -hmm. Uh, he continued "Uh, it is true something could happen to me but let's be realistic at my age I do not have much to lose I know what could happen but it's in God's hands so there you go, man. Finally a pope that uh ain't scared of getting out in these streets and getting shot. Yeah, finally a pope who the people go, Good, I can finally
0: start my assassination process again. Mm-hmm. send him up to rack.
2: Speaking yeah. of uh <laughs> speaking of pretending to be religious figures. Uh oh. A woman tells a scary story of how a man used Bishop T D. Jake's likeness in order to swindle her out of quite a bit of money.
1: Oh. What do you do? <laughs> He dropped his pants.
2: Claudette Woodley,
1: guess the race,
2: says that someone friended her (laughs) on Facebook claiming to be Bishop Jakes. The man also said he would give her thousands of dollars in order to fix her furnace. What? What? Give me some money, and then I'll give you money to fix your furnace. I'm T.D. Jakes. That's an old time And
0: my thing is this, you some random woman. How is he just gonna find you and friend you out the blue? Trying
2: to run the mega church, trying to write books, yeah. writing plays. Right. Didn't he probably didn't pull up in a limo? Probably just right. walked up to the door. In a pinto. Hey, yeah. how you
1: doing?
2: Wow, it's, uh, you look just like Bishop TD Jakes. Well, it just so happens I am actually. Yeah. Uh, you got any money for the Lord? I mean, for the Lord. You,
0: you know, she see, she see, she, she, she ain't about that
2: church life. Where your armor embarrassed Where your where, where your people? Where, mm-hmm. where, you know, where's the logo from your church? Um. I felt It felt so good because it said Bishop James invited me as a friend and that's when I told him, I said, I love you, said Woodley. The man then told the woman to wire the money oh. to a location in Africa. Oh, man. She did so because she loves and trusts Bishop Jakes. I
1: but think it, the accent got her. A-
2: yeah, it oh. probably
1: was. He speaks French.
2: It's probably in all caps.
1: Yeah.
2: This is, this is Bishop Jakes. I'm like, what? That's not how he talks. No. This is how I talk off the screen. Uh, send the money to Africa real quick.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. when they, so when they have her funeral, how are they going to set up, <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Somebody digging in her pockets. I don't know, like <laughs> empty bank account. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but it turns out to be a complete scam. Now Willie is going around telling others to be careful about giving away money in the same way. Uh, you don't got to warn nobody else. No, you know?
0: you're the only one that's going to get I caught know. like yeah, this, this lady.
2: This is Darwinism at work. We this all know about trick. the Internet. Right, right. The man is going to prey on a whole lot of older people. And see, that's what hurt me so bad, she said. News Channel 3 in Hampton Rose, Virginia, did the woman a favor and said they hoped. Hampton Roads, hope, Virginia?
0: You huh? ain't nowhere close to this man. Hampton Rose, Virginia?
2: Yeah. Y'all in two
0: separate states. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this lady? He got here in 15 minutes.
2: We're 15 minutes, y'all thousands of miles apart.
1: Yeah. that's work for the Lord.
2: They said, uh, she hoped that would make her, they did her a favor that hoped they'd make her feel better. They actually helped her to arrange a meeting with the real Bishop Jakes. She was also given front row tickets to the Mega Fest event held by Jakes every year. Hmm. That just seems so wrong. Hmm. <laughs> come on down to Mega Fest, uh huh. We're gonna have Mega a Fest, lot of old 2014. school acts. Have some old school acts this year. Um, it was super. I never dreamed the day would come. Where I would meet him in person, he still looks the same way he do on TV, said Woodley. Obviously, you can't tell mm. the difference, lady. Um, I don't know. Karen Claudette Woodley. Uh, maybe she just didn't have her glasses on or something. Her cataracts was cutting up.
1: How old was she?
2: Um, Or is she? I don't know. Let me see if I can look her up. I, they didn't have her age in here. She just no, said she old.
1: Beyond 70 or something like
2: that. Yeah, she's probably pretty old, man. Yeah. She said she probably don't know nothing about no internet. Yeah. Why is Bishop Jakes typing in all caps? <laughs> yeah. He sure does have bad grammar. Stop I guess screaming at me. I guess he does yell a lot when he gives his uh
1: Facebook. Yeah. <laughs>
2: sermons. I guess he does. I guess he does uh he he does yell a lot when he gives his sermons, so uh maybe this is the T D Jakes that I know. Man. Mr Jakes, you know you spelled your name wrong? Oh well. Um here's a column that I thought was quite interesting for married people and this was written uh just four days ago oh snap on a lady's blog called apples and band okay um and it's a kind of a religious blog mm.
1: okay. uh well wow.
2: my husband mm-hmm. doesn't need to see your boobs hmm. i cannot believe i'm writing in, i'm writing this I can't believe I'm writing this. I can't believe I used the words boobs in my title of this post. Are you ashamed of to your own boobs, lady? I got enough purity lessons in high school to invoke gag reflex anytime I heard the word modesty. I remember wanting to crawl out of my skin. And when my Bible school teachers discussed appropriate touching, ugh, that, may, that still makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little. Growing up, my father carefully examined everything I wore out of the house. There was a stack of clothes in his closet that I was never allowed to wear. Even if I had just ripped the fifty-five dollar price tag off of, it was too short, too tight, too low cut, too anything that it went in a pile in his closet. Once I came home with this beautiful pair of khaki colored stretch pads, the making of such a thing uh should be a sin to begin with. But I looked I loved them all the same. I wore them out the house one time, felt super hot. Yes, that's that's two T's on hot. And I, and into my dad's closet, I went. Being the insightful teenager I was, I decided my father clearly didn't want me to be happy. So basically snug in there. She put, she double, she covered up her clothes until she got to school and then she took the pants like they were underneath her regular clothes. So then she got to school and changed. On my way to class, after three dang girl comments from fine upstanding young men, I realized why dad had hidden those suckers away. I'm not sure if I ever confessed this to him. Hey daddy um sorry so there you go guys
6: mm.
2: shouldn't award that stuff apparently um i'm not writing to tell all teenage girls to respect their bodies it's a must but plenty of people are saying that i'm not writing to chastise you for posting your bikini pics for your lake outing i suppose we all have enough criticism via blog spaces but i'm writing to share the perspective of a woman who is fighting for her marriage and for that reason i want to tell you that i don't need my husband to see your boobs mm. If I was skinny with rock-hard abs and legs from here to Mexico, I'd want to take lots of pictures of myself, mostly naked. I would want to post them with a nice filter on Instagram and share them with whoever might see. By the grace of God, I'm forever bound to the granny tankini with a built-in skirt. Foul that away for things I never thought I'd say. Anyways, what I'm saying is I don't fault you. I don't blame you for being confident enough to let the world see how good you look in front of the waves with your koozie and ball cap and barely anything else. But I want to tell you that it's a stumbling block in our marriage. Yeah, the marriage that these teenage girls are responsible for. When I scroll through my news feed, my thumb moves in a continuous circle of motion until something catches my eye and I want to look closer. Then I tap on the picture and make that little swipe with my thumb pointer finger so I can zoom in just as close as I can to catch all the details I'm especially bad about this when there is a line of bathing suits in the pick and I'm a girl mostly I'm looking at your legs asking myself how are they are seriously people without cellulite then I continue scrolling through my feed until something else seems interesting I doubt my husband is so lucky actually I know it's next to impossible to take in images like those and erase them from his mind Because our men are much less emotional about and are much more visual. And as quickly as I can forget this picture, it is filed away in his mind, ready to be pulled out whenever he so chooses. Mm. Maybe that means during during sex with her. Uh, Again, I'm not faulting you. (laughs) It's not your fault, ladies. And by no means am I faulting him. It ain't his fault either, guys. It's, It's nobody's fault. This man of mine diverts his eyes from whatever questionable images flash on the screen before him. But sometimes the temptation is too much. After Memorial Day, I noticed so much skin on social media that I have yelled a warning to him as I ran out the door one morning. What is that? Don't be on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be clicking on them titties on Facebook. It's summertime, honey. Beware the beach pics at half nude girls on Instagram. That's what she said. Mm. What, and he probably was warming up the lotion that she left.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: I'll be careful. Where was I? And, likely, and like that, he was in solitary confinement from our virtual community for the next two days. Wow, she wouldn't let him go on the internet for two days. That's wow. crazy. Protecting his eyes, protecting his heart. I know you don't mean anything mm. by it, but I need to share one more thing with you. When your bare shoulders and stretch markless bellies and tan legs pop up, I not only worry if my husband will linger over your picture, I worry how he will compare me to you. got the,
1: yeah, the truth comes out.
2: As I wrap myself in his arms at night, I wonder if he is seeing you there instead of my mess of a body left over from pregnancy. Ugh. I wonder if he thinks I'm lazy and that I don't take good care of myself. I wonder if he wishes I look more like you than who I really am. And then the insecurity monster comes back to bite at our relationship again. Me begging for affirmation and him tiring from saying the same thing over and over. So he's, he, so he's the dude that's like, no, baby, I want you. I don't care about them. And good. she's like, I don't believe you. Yeah. You zoomed in. You hey, zoomed in.
1: She crazy. Beat me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, your love.
2: so I get it. You're on vacation and you want people to know you're hanging out with your girlfriends. I want to remember the moment you had so much fun at the lake and you're, you love your new modest bathing suit. Can I say one more time? I'm not judging you. Yes, you are. Right. At this point, I, I remember reading this earlier. And at that point when she said, I was like, bitch, she was definitely judging. Come on. Like you, you, it's not, no, it's nobody's responsibility, but your own to have a happy marriage. And definitely, Nobody can take care of the insecurity in your brain. Yes. I'm going to not post these pictures because your brain might freak out. Get your ass off the internet then. A period. Bro. But would you, could you keep your boobs out of my marriage? Why? She's not judging you though, Karen. Just keep. Just... What, what, what does my boobs got to do with your marriage? You can have your memories, Karen. Damn. <laughs> and we can have our sacred hearts. You we can't can all c- get along in beautiful harmony. Thanks, love. I think we'll all be better for it.
0: She, You can't legislate the internet
3: mm-hmm
0: and what grown-ass man is gonna like his wife to tell him he can't be in it for two days what are you 10
2: so um i feel partially hey, she, responsible for this beat
1: his ass you know we've been reading about right? it. right mm-hmm. these people are serious
2: mm-hmm. that was that one in three i feel right. partially responsible for this because i don't know how popular this blog is but um i definitely was tweeting out links to it and quotes from this shit <laughs> like what what's wrong with this woman um, and uh she put an addendum on here that wasn't here before I did that. So I'm assuming it got around. Yeah, uh, no, it got around. The comment space has quickly become a source of debate, hatred, and discouragement. Somehow people missed the part where I said this is a perspective and not the Bible. Mm. I never suggested my husband isn't responsible for his own eyes and heart. Actually, I said he works his butt off to protect those. And I agree that us women are not in control of any man's thoughts. All I hope for is a world where we accept the responsibility of our actions affecting others, however unfair it feels. To those who have shared with me how our visually stimulated culture has waged war on your marriages, thank you for bearing your souls to me. Y'all got issues too. I have prayed over your pain and hope for complete healing. Those who have attacked my image in my marriage, may you find peace in your endeavors. So there you go, Karen. There you go and she didn't say anything about the shirtless men in them pictures with them come women on them. now
0: like I, like I said at the end of the day this talks about your securities and your issues and you're not feeling comfortable in your own skin and there are a lot of women that feels the same way she does they feel like that about porn mm-hmm. they feel like that about glancing at a woman They have a lot, a whole hell of a lot of insecurity. I don't care who you are. As a woman, somebody's going to have always have big ass. Somebody's always going to have bigger titties. Somebody's always going to have prettier face. Somebody's always going to have longer hair. Somebody's always going to be more fit. Somebody's always going to be more cut. It don't matter what you do. Somebody's going to be better at you, better than you at it. So you might as well be comfortable in your own goddamn skin and call it a day.
1: That's
2: it. Yeah. I wonder when the last time she masturbated.
1: Never. We need, yeah. to get her, we need to just send her a machine
2: yeah somebody just sent her that adam and eve a code
1: chain, chainsaw yeah
0: yeah be comfortable in your own skin i feel
2: bad for her husband
1: me
0: too
2: because i am the, not consoling your ass every night nope because as
0: a man it has to wear you out especially if you're doing the right thing and you're saying it's not a promise not an issue but in her mind every other woman you look at you want to fuck
2: yeah, yeah I, i'd be like you know what this ain't gonna work I, I don't know if you know this but after we got married there were still other women in the world I, I, there's nothing Dang that can disappear. be done about this like you know unless we're gonna move to a remote island disconnected from everybody and anybody else you're gonna always feel insecure so you know you gotta step that up you know
1: I don't think it, I don't think it'd be safe for him to leave though at this point. Oh well, obviously not. Get his She'd ass killed. Kill
2: him. Uh, He'd be on
1: Snap. I know, right?
2: Was John Wayne a serial cheating, low down, dirty dog?
1: Oh.
2: From the National Enquirer.
1: Oh well, there's a news source. I
2: mm-hmm. think he was out there getting on these these hoes. Um, I guess
1: so. Yeah. He got a horse. Bring on over. Listen kill up, bro. pilgrim. Down a horse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the duke was no quiet man in real life he cheated on his wives with co-stars maureen o'hara marlene dietrich and more says a book movie legend john wayne was famous as a two-fisted cowboy where his he-man character preferred knockdown bar fights to babes but in real life he was a serial womanizer who cheated on his wives with stunning screen sirens including marlene dietrich and his greatest love maureen o'hara mm. Still he made no excuses saying the guy you see on the screen isn't really me. I'm Duke Morrison. And I never was and never will be film a film personality like John Wayne.
1: And I will get some pussy, Pilgrim. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Take off them underwear. <laughs> the form the former co- down them the former college football star and father of seven kids with three wives.
1: Seven kids. Ooh. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Lucky this is before the internet. Know, Ain't right? that the truth? That Didn't have to chase gals, though. They hunted him. A heavy boozer and smoker of four to five packs of unfiltered cigarettes daily. Four to five packs is like a hundred cigarettes.
0: How many cigarettes in the pack?
2: Like 20, I think. Oh, my. He'd already been cheating on his first wife, Josie, when he plunged into an affair with the sultry Dietrich, author Scott Eymann wrote in John Wayne, The Life and Legend. Wayne tried to be a better husband, but that attempt failed when Maureen sauntered into his life, writes the author. When the German-born sexpot, known for her lesbian affairs,
1: brought him a pack of cigarettes and it was on.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> those Marlboro lights. Yep. First, Dang. by the six-foot-four hunk strolling into Universal, Universal Studios commissary, she turned to her director Tay Garnett and purred, "Daddy, buy me that." People were so much sassy in the forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne was cast as her leading man in the nineteen forty flick Seven Centers, and Dietrich. Invited him into her dressing room where he asked her for the time. Time to take off the drawers. Apparently Diedrich so. Dietrich lifted her skirt to reveal a garter with a watch attached. Oh, says I thought the she book. had
1: a pack of, uh, maybe a cigarette on there. On the guard, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> a cigarette. Well, that's for after that was on in the bra. Dietrich oh. lifted her skirt to reveal. Yeah. So she looked at the watch and then moved toward Wayne saying it's very early, darling. We have plenty of time.
1: And I don't have any filters on this cigarette. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Smoke them all you want. This sounds like something out of a nineteen forties, one of those, uh, nah, one of those um, pulp pulp fiction type novels. Ah, Uh, like the L.A. Confidential type shit. She was so hot for Wayne. She like it feels like so hot for Wayne. You ever ever watch those? um, You ever watch those movies where the detective is also the narrator? That's yes. how it sounds. Famous she walked into like my office. And game. they had that slow music in the background. Yeah, with game for days. Yeah. <laughs> uh I said, Do you have the time? And then she pulled out her pulled out her garter and said, We have plenty of time. And then it phased the black? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was looking for a man that killed her husband, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: And the next picture you see is her walking around the kitchen with a little shirt on. Yeah, with know, his shirt. scrambling up some eggs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. thought it would be like this.
0: Yeah. She's my, she, she's my customer. hmm <laughs> But I couldn't help it. I fell in love with her baby blue eyes.
2: hmm <laughs> She had legs that went on like an Oklahoma sunset. <laughs> <laughs> um, <so laughs> curves more dangerous than the L.A. coast. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, uh, she was so hot for Wayne, she leaped onto him, wrapping her legs around the actor <laughs> when he walked on the set. She, he later confided that the hottest sex romp in his life was was with Dietrich at the Excelsior Hotel in Rome, where I took her on the staircase. Oh. Perhaps his greatest love of hers, too, was Maureen O'Hara, his leading lady in five flicks, including 1952's Quiet Man. Big Jake in 1971. Hacking, man. never seen none of these movies. Oh, this year, before I was born. Yeah, by the time 1971, the five packs a day catch up to him? I
1: know, right? Like, like Rob said, he's probably hacking and coughing up.
2: Yeah. Well, listen here, <coughs> <coughs> Pilgrim.
1: Mm-hmm. Pilgrim.
2: Oh, man, let's do this in the game. Let me, let me, let me
0: try that again. <laughs> Wait a minute, I think I lost the loan. Give, give that back to me.
2: That affair was no secret. During that time, he was wed to Esperanza from 1946 to 1954 and Pillar from 1954 to 1973. He never married at the side chick, though. Robert Mitchum's actor son, Christopher, recalled working with them on Big Jake, revealing Duke was truly in love with that woman.
1: Big Jake.
2: Mitchum believed he didn't marry because Maureen was strong and tough, and John probably didn't think he could control her. Wayne battled lung cancer in 1964 and died from stomach cancer at age 72 in june 11 1979 weeks before maureen visited him for two days at one point during his chemotherapy wayne ordered his son patrick to get his 38 revolver so he could end his agony patrick and the other son stacy refused and the suicide of wayne raged at them. when it came to other actors wayne had a favorite james garner they rave about marlon brando and george c scott said wayne but they couldn't hold a candle to him so there you go, guys. John Wayne was a dirty, filthy, low-down cheater. Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about our games, guys. Time to play games. Game time. First game play here. It's a little game we like to call "fucking with black people." Just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking, We're fucking, just fucking just with fucking with black people. people. That's yeah. right, guys. Time for fucking with black people. The game that we all love to hate to play. But we grade different levels of racism from zero to hundred. And uh it's intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants are Iowa teacher and a Texas Democrat. Uh is a Texas Democrat. Uh, on the Ed show. Let me see if I can play
4: a clip. Welcome back to the Ed show. Last week. Wait, Michael Eric Dyson was on, uh, the Ed show. Good for him. Texas Republicans unveiled their temporary 2014 platform. In it, they urged he- that quote. What if he
2: started making references to Tupac and rap like he always do? that's his thing, ain't it? Well, it's like that literary to- uh poet Tupac Shapur said. If it ain't no hoes, then it ain't no shows.
4: Let's see what else the president said. The Voter Rights Act of 1965, codified and updated in 1973, be repealed and not reauthorized. They meant to reference the Voting Rights Act. The Texas GOP can't even correctly identify one of the most important pieces of legislation to come out of the civil rights movement. That's because the Texas GOP doesn't believe we need protections against racial discrimination in voting. The reality is racism is alive and well in Texas. Just listen to this recording, made of two-term Lamarck City Council member Connie True, Discussing problems with a local school district.
6: She really turned black. Oh, yeah. I mean, she used to be. She used to be sociable with
2: everyone. Uh, she said, "You could barely make it out." She said, "She really, really turned, turned black."
1: black. Mm-hmm. She used to be sociable and. hmm And mm-hmm.
6: had a level head, and and then she got on the school board with the rest of the blacks, and they just—they all just gained up, and that's why the school system is not. She
2: got, not g- she got on the school board with the rest of the blacks, and they all just ganged up. And that's why the school system has gone to hell. You're, you're not going to. It's not going to get any better till you get those blacks off the school board. You're
6: not, you're not, it's not going to get any better till you get those blacks off the school board.
4: Mm-hmm. When the audio leaked, city officials launched an investigation, but Troub only doubled down. Those are your words.
6: Yes, they are. And all you have to do is see the condition of the school district is in right now.
4: Is that a black-white issue?
6: I think so. True. Wow. was
4: censored by the city council. The council also approved city funding for an investigation by an outside law firm. But truth still doesn't see the
6: problem. What is on the tape is nothing more than me setting my honest opinion. And I, and I don't back down. I never denied what
2: was on the tape. Truth's comment. That, by the way, that is the new thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely hate when black people give cover for that. Where it's like, hey, they honest about the racism.
0: So. It's still racist. You still a racist. Like, when did we
2: start grading that on a curve? Like, oh, oh, it was honest racism. Well, well, then fine. No problem. My bad. I didn't. You know what? I just hate when people lie about bigotry. But I'm a big fan. You know who else is honest about racism? All the people in the 60s. Slave owners. like The people that killed the Native Americans. Like, hey, at least we up front
4: about it. Well, we appreciate your honesty. Go ahead and enslave us. ...and serve to illustrate just how out of touch the Texas GOP is, Troub's refusal to resign is simply unacceptable. Joining me now is Sarah Slavin, field director for the Fort Bend County Democratic Party in Texas. Uh, Ms. Slavin, Troub doesn't deny she made the comments, she's unapologetic. What purpose does an investigation serve into her comments?
6: You know, it's um, it's stage dressing to protect all the racists that are around her. That's right. I think everyone can look at this situation and see that Connie Trube needs to be out on her butt immediately. That, you know, 13,000 people or so living in Lamarck deserve better than Connie True Texas deserves better than a GOP who can't even name the historic legislation that's seeking to correct the structural racism that people like Connie True represent.
4: Yeah, well, good. The- twist jack nicholson true you can't take the truth so what actions could the department of justice you think take against her and bring some sense of balance to the situation
6: i think the doj is going to find here like they're finding in our voter id case the clear violations that you know texas legislators um, are trying to impose on minority voters and that there's no way that Connie Troub and District C can adequately or with honor represent the some 35% of people that live overall and who are African American in Lamarck. She can't serve those people and she certainly can't help the city address the problems that they are having with their school district. You know, in that tape, and that racist tape that Ms. Troub made, she tries to delineate the difference being stupid and ignorant. Here's the difference. The difference is blaming the failure in our Texas schools on melanin and people's Skin. The failure in people's schools due to education reformers, and that's usually people with white skin, like Bill and Melinda Gates, and our even Senator John Cornyn, who came up with the efficiency outcomes. The melanin in people's skin has nothing to do with why our schools are failing. The structuring of how we fund our schools and how Republican statewide leadership has failed to adequately fund those schools, like when they cut $5 billion from the school budgets in 2011, that is why Lamarck ISD is failing.
1: Hmm.
2: She's good. Two snaps in the mm-hmm. row. Mm-hmm. I also like that um, you know, that, that that she was like, uh, she has 35% black people in her district. Like, yeah, so you representing black people. Right. And then it's funny because whenever voter ID laws and stuff get passed or whenever people try to push you know, fights against um, you know, when it's like, well look, we don't have to enforce these laws anymore because obviously there's no racism in the South anymore and the Supreme Court agrees that uh, it's time to just people can all go vote. It's not a problem. It's so funny because this is how people feel about black people. And then when you make that, you know, that that small leap in logic of, yeah, and this is why we have these new restrictive voter ID laws passing in all these southern states. Once, uh, you know, Obama started winning some of them in twenty in 2008, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, because they don't want black people coming. Well, no, it's not that. Just everyone should have a license. You know, it's like, it's it's weird. Like, we should make it as hard as possible for poor people and black people to vote. So
0: Yeah, because to to me, I I personally think the way our voting system is screwed up. Voting should be on the weekend or either voting should be a national holiday. In Mm -hmm. my personal opinion, if you really want everybody to vote, voting is Tuesday in the middle of the week. And it's restricted hours from like 6 a.m. to like 7 p.m.
1: Right. Plus, they've cut out some early voting and yeah. And like
0: the, that, Yes. You know? So many states passed laws once they came out and tried to act like, um I think that when Obama won the second time, well, actually, when he won the first time, they actually started, but especially when he won the second time, they are really not about everybody voting. They are like, as long as our people vote to get us in because obviously if we go by votes, we're going to lose because more people actually believe what this nigga's saying. Yeah. So we have to make it very hard and very restrictive and try to eliminate as many people as possible.
2: Well, I have to give us a hundred guys. Oh um, yeah. Feel pretty fucked with, uh, and especially with her tripling down. That, there's, that we, that's the first that. ever. We have never had, that is the rare. She might get bonus points. There's the rare, no bonus points. There's the rare triple down on, uh, racism. Uh, when you hit that, no blacks on the school board, uh, I was just being honest. And, uh, if you look at it, that's what it comes down to. There's a rare, uh, triple down. So a hundred for her. Let's go to the yes. next one. She
1: said, I'm in Texas. I can say this shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, she
2: can. An Iowa teacher. Asked a black student to address him as master. Master. An Iowa teacher who told a high school senior to call him master. Um, maybe he meant it like master and commander. You um, know, maybe
1: uh, he meant like master Bates.
2: hmm you know? Master. Uh-huh. Master chief. Um, masterpiece theater, maybe even masterpiece <laughs> barbecue, something like that.
1: Masterpiece barbecue. Yeah,
2: could be a lot of things. Um, but uh, apparently. We do have a news. Well, one. Mr.
3: McCurtin was taking the class downstairs for, uh, for senior senior finals. And I went to went to stop on the second floor, and he said, class, we're going downstairs, all the way downstairs to take the test. And I said, okay, yes, sir. He said, say yes, Massa. And I said, who the F are you talking to? You're nobody's Massa.
2: Oh, he took the T out, too. Massa. Mm hmm. Ain't nothing but racism there. Can't make that argument.
1: That Mississippi master. Mm hmm. Take the tears. This ain't the boy.
3: slave days. If you thought it was funny, it's not. And um, another student was with me, but she's shy, so she didn't say nothing. She was just staring. And another, and another student was walking up to the situation. And he was laughing because his face turned red, but he was smirking at the same time. And I'm. As I was going off. And after that, we went and took the test, and I went to go tell the administrative staff about what was going on, but everyone was busy, so I I came up the next morning and I told them about it. My face went from a smile to a frown, real quick. I was shocked, I was appalled, I was hurt. Like, it surprised me more, though. It took, like, Usually I'm quick with saying coming up and saying something back, but after that, it took me about five seconds to, like, I know he did not just say that. But when I reported to the other staff, I felt like nobody believed me. When I told Mr. Blazovich about it, he didn't seem surprised about what the teacher said. He was more interested about what I said. He was upset that I dropped the F-bomb. He said, Jabray, for real, you did? And I said, yes, sir, but I was mad at that moment. I'm pretty sure you would be, too. He said, no, that's not how Roosevelt students act. A man
5: God
1: damn you, it. I hate when people do that. When a man calls you massa, you just sit there and <laughs> you go tell somebody. You
2: said the F word, boy? You address me as massa as well. Now go and get my whip, call your
3: mama. <laughs> I said... They didn't even care. Okay... I said, well, I apologize about that, but I was really upset in the moment. He said, well, I'll investigate into it more, but I'm just letting you know now that's not how, that's not the language we use. And I said, okay, yes, sir. And I went on with the rest of my day. I've had trouble with him from freshman year all the way up to the end of my senior well, to the last day of my senior day. He had his favorites, and he didn't, you know. There was others he didn't. Um, There was some some kids he'd be all buddy-buddy with, and then there was some kids he'd be like, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Like, giving more directions instead of teaching what we had to do. And sad to say, I was one of those students. It's not like I'm saying nothing to offend nobody It's just something small. Like, Mr. McCurtain, can I get a pencil? Well, it's not my fault you didn't go get a pencil. You should have brought your own pencil. Somebody asked somebody else asked, Can I have a pencil please? Uh, here you go. And I'll be like, Okay. Well fine then. Um, I always felt different.
0: Outcasted. it but he felt well to me what he's saying is like, if they made him like an outcast from, and like I told him, I said, I, you know, I even asked him, like, what do you have against my child? Is it because he's dark complexed or, you know, what is it, you know? And I told, I think I spoke to Mr. Bogovich, and I told him, you know, my child already has his own things with his inner self, as far as his complexion and everything else. So that didn't make you, that doesn't make it no better when you have a, t- I'm not saying that you have to be a friend to my child. But be that teacher, you know, treat people how you wish to be treated. Mm -hmm. And that's all I that's basically all I asked.
2: Hey, these millennials and the Internet and their parents, the world is changing. Like they used to just be something you told your parents and maybe they called the school or maybe they was like, well, look, life is crazy. Just, you know, I'll talk to them or something. But now it's like call the news. That's right. Get two cameras. Right. We're about to put this fool on blast. You
1: can't mess with people, man. Yeah, and this is
2: after the school supposedly, quote, unquote, handled it. And Which they was like, it wasn't happened. good enough. Nothing. Yeah, nothing happened. So we call in the news ourselves, and we're going to get this story out there until they do something about it, man. It's amazing.
0: It's Nowadays, you almost have to do it. And to an extent, it's good or bad. It's, it's good because I think back in the day, more people were more acceptable of it. And they set their child down and was like, hey, this is life, you know, you just have to deal with it. But now you live in a society where I ain't got to deal with not a goddamn thing, okay. so you come at me, I can blast you, I can cause you to lose your job, I'm not going to sit here and just let you do this stuff because that's, quote-unquote, the way it is. Mm-hmm. Be it, there are consequences, repercussions to that, and all that stuff, too, but at the same time, it, it's also one of those things where, you will get exhausted if every time something racial happens to you or racist happens to you, if you're brown, a to skin
2: tone, you constantly run to the news. Yeah, I give it a hundred, though, because, I mean. Oh, yeah, I get a hundred, though. That's the most racist of racism, going back to slavery. And I think Good he handled dream. it very, very well, because he didn't put no hands on that man. Well, he cussed at the dude, but I don't have a problem with that, and I hate when people do this thing where they don't prioritize the right and the wrong when you're telling right, them something. Right. You're like, um, act
1: in a civil way while they disrespect you, you know.
2: Yeah, I'm not into that. Like, uh, I, I was playing ball the other day at the Y and this dude was like just being an overall dick toward specifically towards me for some reason. We we're on the same team and everything. And he like tried to single me out. Uh, and he cussed at me and, uh, I cussed back at him, you know, and, and it was, you know, nobody got violent. Nobody was gonna, you know, no threaten to fight, nothing like that, but it was like. You know, two people can cuss at each other. You know, you going to play that game. And uh, after the game was over, this dude was like, Rod, can I ask you to respect the YMCA sign about no cussing? And I was like, why are you just talking to me? Right. And he was like, well, you, he, I was like, uh, he was like, well, you know, I'll just think that we shouldn't be cussing. I said, okay, that's cool. But did you talk to the other dude? Well, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you can control your own actions. I said, right, you can control yours. You can go over there and talk to him. As well, because I, I no, he wasn't
0: afraid of you. Yeah,
2: I have no problem, you know, adjusting my behavior, but we're not going to let this dude get away with it. And if you want to be take on a position of, you know, moral authority, then it needs to be even. Don't well, just talk to me.
1: Stop that cussing.
2: Yeah, don't just talk to me. It was, uh, it was just funny, man. Uh, how because people do that. They mm-hmm. they rather they would rather confront the person that's reasonable than the other person who caused the problem like it's much easier yeah, because that's work and they yeah. do not want to do that yeah it's much easier well you shouldn't say that f word yeah what about that master thing though can we talk about that well you know cussing is wrong uh yeah. i mean he's a tall teacher i don't want to get into it with him i mean he's kind of big works no, right. out i don't really work out that much uh i'll see if i can ask him to stop uh all right next game now that it's time for some guest the race that's right, it's Guess the Race time. Now that is time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestant today, my father, to Guess the Race. And the chat room plays along in the chat room's races. All right, let's go. Nashville, Tennessee. 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 That was my song back in the day. Lord, I really feel real stressed. Down yes. now. out. Dudes and rest. Whatever happened to them dudes? About 45 of them. Well, Nashville man, Tennessee, uh, has been charged with dismembering the body of a woman and eating part of her corpse. Oh, my. Gregory Saint Hale, I mean oh. Gregory S. Hale, I guess he was Hale.
1: How do you spell that name?
2: H- Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y, mm-hmm. S, like that's his middle initial, and
1: Hale, H-A-L-E. Oh, okay.
2: 37 was arrested at his home Sunday and is charged with premeditated first degree murder and the abuse of a corpse. Coffee County District Attorney Mickey Lane told the Associated Press, wonder if he had some fava beans mm.
1: called culinary recycling. I think he's just recycling
2: hell confessed to killing the woman. According to the arrest warrant, which identified the woman as Lisa Marie Hyder. Hale told authorities he beheaded Hyder and cut off her hands and feet and placed the Ooh. body parts in plastic buckets. Fuck mm. it. Mm. According to <laughs> yeah. the warrant, it ha- it says hell buried the torso in a burn pile at the residence. Hell also admitted to eating part of the victim. Yeah. Hell also said a neighbor told police he had a conversation with Hell and had reason to believe a homicide had been committed. What was that conversation?
1: I yeah, know, right? Hey man, where's uh, what's her name? Lisa Marie. Where's Lisa Marie? Man, I,
2: that bitch was good. Yeah, man, <laughs> I'll tell you where she at. You just pat the stomach. I right. know, uh, You want some? I had some barbecue sauce, but it. it was delicious. Yeah. Well, I was some? I was inviting you over to eat my wife, and I, uh, I don't know why you brought, I don't know why you made you bring all that sex stuff with you. Yeah! We should have brought a plate. Lane said a neighbor told police he'd had a conversation with Hale to have reason to believe a homicide been committed. To Hale is being held on $1.5 million bond. His attorney did not immediately return uh, calls. Uh, Coffee County Sheriff Steve Graves told the newspaper that Hyder has an ex husband and children living in the area. Graves said she apparently became acquainted with Hale, but there is no evidence that they were in a relationship or that she was living with him. Well, obviously, if she had been married to him she'd be alive, according to the survey we did earlier. Uh, guess the race of Gregory S. Hale. Dad?
1: I'm gonna say white.
2: Let's check the chat room. As the oh. s- newborn snow. Alright. Hannibal Jeffrey Dahmer Lecter. Oh my. One who is racist, but hey, at least he's honest about his racism. A census taker. Once tried to test me, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Cannibal Lecter White, says J.D.T. Um, the correct answer is, looks like that's all the guesses we got today. Oh, wait, we got one more. Hold on. One who thinks human should be sold in Whole Foods, but thinks people with food steps can't buy them. <laughs>
0: the
2: correct answer is White. Everyone got it. Number two, San Marino mayor caught on camera throwing dog feces on the neighbor's walkway. Oh man,
1: he's a mayor.
2: Mm hmm. Mayor,
1: where's San Maria? Maria. California, I believe. California. San
2: Marino, Los Angeles is where this port hails from. The mayor of San Marino was caught on camera throwing dog feces in his neighbor's yard. The video shows. Mayor Dennis Neer tossing the bag of dog waste into Philip Lau's walkway. That's what I call it smear campaign.
1: <laughs>
2: a I'm, serious one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the kind of do- this campaign must be shitty because it
1: smells like it. He's mm-hmm. not running for office again. That's for damn sure. I'm kind of the
2: I'm the kind of guy that always <laughs> picks up trash, and I reach down to pick it up, and I'm walking down the street. And in a moment of stupidity, I guess I was trying to carry it and dispose of it on his walkway, and it was a mistake, is what he says. Oh. Lau, who captured the incident on his home surveillance camera, told CBS Two that he thinks it was retaliation because he opposes a neighborhood dog park in nearby Lacey Park. Hmm. The mayor said he is re- he's written an apology to Lau, who was also published, uh, which was also published in the local newspaper. To think that what that what I did, which again I say was a lapse of judgment, had anything to do with how I feel or may feel in the future about how he feels about a dog park is just so far from the truth. I can't believe it. The video is handed over to police, but allowed to decline to file charges. Um. So guess the race of uh, uh, Mayor Dennis Near.
1: I'm going with uh, Ren Ten Lassie White. All right. The chat room says. People seller. Oh my! Yeah. Man, guess
2: the guests in chat room and slow today. I don't know. Is my stuff behind? Artists? Oh no! I guess. we guess we getting a delay. Yeah, he was just going in for shits and giggles. Cloudy. One who would kiss the dog in the mouth, but won't probably clean up behind it. Oh. This is the only brown thing the mayor touches, except for when he passes landscape on the back. White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody went white, and everyone's correct again. <laughs> I'm, All guessing, right, let's,
1: I'm, I'm guessing he's a conservative, too, uh, just <laughs> off the top of my head there, you know, just by the shitty look on his face.
2: <laughs> uh, let's get to uh, the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's double the points, double the race, and the bonus round of Guess the race. Everybody's two for two so far. Well let's see if uh they get a little nervous going into the extra round. <laughs> yep. Um here we go. Round two. Uh going we covered a Waffle House story the other day. Mm. It was about a thousand dollar tip.
1: Oh yeah. I
2: saw um that. and the woman couldn't get, get her money and it was messed up.
1: Jacked
2: up. Yeah, but now we have another Waffle House story. This time, it's more typical Waffle House fare. Uh, a man was shot at Waffle House. Oh, so now this is the kind of service I expect. Right. Yeah, from so, your local Waffle House service with a bullet. You want a tip? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't come back in here. There's your tip.
2: I'm gonna have you smattered, uh, scattered, smothered in, in your own blood. Chunked, covered in your own blood. Yeah, chunks of you all over the place. Yes.
1: And take this to go.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Journal. Oh, wait. oh that's just the raw video. I hate when they do that. I thought it was a news article. Anyway, Quint- Quintavious Martin. Quintavious
1: in the house.
2: Quintavious Martin, the Wawa's employee charged with shooting and killing a customer during an argument Friday morning, waived his first court appearance Saturdays, said Fulton County Sheriff's Office spokesman Tracy Flanagan. Fulton County Police Corporal uh, Kay Lester said Martin, 25, has been charged with murder, possession of a firearm during the commission of a crime, and carrying a concealed weapon without a permit. He is being held at the Fulton County Jail without bond. The the shooting happened at 4.30 a.m. Friday at the 24-hour restaurant on Fulton Industrial Boulevard at Shirley Drive, just south of I-20. The preliminary investigation has determined that a verbal altercation occurred between an employee and a customer. At some point, the male employee retrieved a weapon and fired upon the customer. That male customer was deceased at the scene. I feel bad for the other people in Waffle House. Mm-hmm.
0: This came for some breakfast at 2 a.m.
2: After, like, after drinking. I feel like at 4.30 a.m. when this happens and you're in Waffle House, you just go, this is what I
1: was risking. 4.30 in the morning?
0: Yeah. Yeah', yeah, yeah like Most of the time, it's not an issue. You know, they might get rowdy, but you know, every now and then, somebody got to die.
1: That's what my wife says. She's saying nothing good happening after 10 30. Have your ass home. The Fulton oh, no. County
2: Medical Examiner Office late Friday identified the dead man as Adrian Mosley, 33, of Atlanta.
1: Damn, Adrian.
2: Entree Halley said he was eating in Waffle House when two men and a woman came in the restaurant. I wonder what Entree, entree was eating. Who knows? Maybe the waffles. The girl got into it first with the security guard, and they told her she had to leave the property. Haley told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So she left, but the other two guys hung around, and they took them their time away. They told them they had to leave. The cook refused to serve them because they were getting unruly. After that, Haley said the two men got into it with the cook, and the guy that got shot, he threatened the cook. He told him, you come outside, I'm going to fire you up, which basically meant he wanted to shoot him. Haley said that's when gunfire broke out. Now, you can't blame him. He just took the John Wayne approach to it. Of course. You know, shoot first. Ask questions later. You can't be you definitely don't want to wait till you get off your shift to find out the dude was serious. Ain't that the truth. It occurred right at the counter. It was just chaos. I was right ducking for count. cover like everybody else. I looked up and I saw the guy in the front on the floor dead. Mm. I finished eating my eggs and then I... No, just kidding. <laughs> These eggs are too damn good. Sorry. Yeah. I asked for a box to go. Haley guessed he heard three or four shots. I was too busy ducking. The incident was the second fatal shooting at an area while house in the past two weeks. Guess the race of Quintavious Martin.
1: Let's see. I think I said he was a gravy-making, biscuit-sopping, sausage-eating, plate-licking, nine-millimeter carrying, tired of his job, brother.
2: All right. The chat room says <laughs> crown royal sipping sperm donor whose kid's brought bought their single mother's father's day cards oh oh damn that one hurts because it's real mm-hmm. one who should have known better but had learning problems due to melanin Oh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, this is the only brown wait hold on wait where am i at i'm down here sorry gravy oh that's my dad's. i was if he was white he would have been hailed as a hero got a gun endorsement deal and be the new nra spokesman uh But he's black, so it's life in prison. Did you miss the one from Black Rob? Uh, one who does not spend any time with his kids all year long, then gets upset when he gets no loves on Father's Day. And blacker than the next-gen console. The correct answer is, Aww. and everyone got it, what black. Was his,
1: name again?
2: his name was Quintavious.
1: Quintavious!
2: Quintavious, Quintavious right. was black, y'all. Last one. Gainesville, Florida. Oh, Florida. Mm. A Florida man is accused of keeping three women trapped in his home as sex slaves for months. Oh, my. Mm hmm. That could
1: go either way, right there. You can stop right there. It could go either way.
2: Made him call him master, probably.
1: Yep, yep.
2: Um, sex slave, man. Uh, Timothy Deegan, 53, is facing three counts of human trafficking, and deputies say they were made aware of the well known Alachoa County accountants alleged crimes back in December when deputies arrested the suspect on sexual battery charges. Oh Damn, sexual batteries. Double A, triple A. Um, the Gainesville Sun reports Deegan was arrested last Friday. According to the Alachua County Sheriff's Office, the incident in December led to further investigation which uncovered the evidence of drugs, prostitution, and human trafficking. Deegan has been having females live in his residence, Sergeant Becky Butcher Butsch- what a name. Mm-hmm. Told the station. He has been providing them drugs in exchange for sex. He has also been providing transportation, hotel rooms in order for them to participate in prostitution activity. So he was a pill. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Butcher said the suspect kept tabs on the unidentified victims using video surveillance and would track them with GPS on their cell phones. Shit. He he has recorded the sex acts. He has controlled the females by providing drugs to them, by creating traps inside the residence. Cindy Shermer, Deegan's neighbor, told WGFL (laughs) that their small, quiet neighborhood of Meadowbrook Ridge in Gainesville has been rocked by the news we felt Bear's like it's been rocked too
1: rock steady
2: we felt like this was just the safest nicest neighborhood it just really is hard for our neighbors uh to feel safe having him here he's not welcome here oh. and his prostitutes need to keep their boobs out of our marriages oh deegan enough instagram and facebook deegan is currently behind uh being behind wait i think they meant being held Is currently behind held at Alachua (laughs) County Jail. (laughs) Somebody Uh, proof $300,000 bond, the state reports. In addition to the human trafficking charges, Butcher says the suspect could face charges for drugs and video recordings of sexual activity. Guess the race of Timothy Deegan.
1: Man, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Uh Uh-oh, I lost something here. Hold on, let me get back here. I'm going to say... I'm going to say uh, locking down that putty tang, tired of handling his own business, mulatto, but I think he's white.
2: All right, let's check the chat room. One whose home smells like cheese, meth, and badissie. Oh, my. One who pays no, head, no heed to the Emancipation Proclamation. It puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. White. Law enforcement backtalker. Ha, 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 ha. The correct answer is everybody got it white. Right. Yeah. First time we had four, four in a while. He
1: said it was an accountant, right?
2: Yeah, know That was the clue to get that gave him was away. Clue,
1: man. That was it.
2: Can't get out of here without talking about sword ratchetness, guys, before oh, we yeah. leave. A Graniteville man was detained after he was found standing in the roadway intoxicated and holding a sword. Oh. According to Aiken County Sheriff's Office, Christopher Deshawn Elmore, guess the race, 26th of Aiken Road, was charged with third-degree assault and battery and disorderly conduct. He was placed in the Aiken County Detention Center, where he remained on Tuesday morning. Officers were called to Elmore's home on Aiken Road, about 2.45 a.m. on Tuesday, where they found him standing in the middle of the world road. 2.45 2. a.m.? Mm-hmm. Same thing.
1: That and he had a sword. Third. Had a sword.
2: He appeared to be grossly intoxicated. A 30-year-old female victim told officers Elmore said was calling her names, threatening to cut off her head with a sword. Oh. Should have married him when they had these no, problems. Right. Oh, my. Then he could have
1: just beat her, right?
2: Right. Well, no, that then it wouldn't have happened. Oh, the, well, that's right. The,
1: yeah, once you get the papers. The
2: reports of beating stop.
1: That's right.
2: Yeah, they do. Who knows how, but somehow when you married. Magically. Marry a man, the reports of dementia. Of Let's just slow yeah. down.
0: You know what? When you get married, uh, you sign away the rights to complain when you're getting beat. I guess so. The
2: that's victim it. indicated she wanted to press charges. The report did not indicate if Elmore and the victim knew each other. Uh, man was attacked with a wooden sword in a Chester pub assault. Oh, that don't oh, count. Oh, like Oh, they wooden count. Sword. All wood, of them can hurt. A wooden sword. We had people die from wooden swords oh, on here. Oh, man.
1: Splintered. Uh, yes.
2: They, they get stabbed with that. They, it's a sword shape. It can still go through you if splintered. the wood's strong enough.
3: Ah. Don't make me splinter you.
2: A man yeah. beat a friend's love rival with an ornamental wood sword in front of a shock diner Damn. at a chest, of, in front of shock diners at a Chester pub.
0: We shooting at Waffle House.
2: Jane right? <laughs> yeah, I think this is overseas. Maybe they have a lay Waffle show Lay <laughs>
1: Waffle, Waffle lay House. Yeah. <laughs> Le Chateau de Waffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: jane, jane Swindles claimed he left into action at the Wheat Sheaf Inn in Parksgate Road, Mallington, to defend Dylan Sanger, who became involved in a scuffle. Uh,. 21 year old say the 21 year old said he initially thought the object was an umbrella but later admitted brandishing it as a weapon and pleaded guilty to a fray, so that was his excuse i thought i was beating him with an umbrella and i looked up i said damn this is a sword, a sword man, I beat his ass oh a sword. man my bad dog oh, my bad this don't protect you against no rain
1: they gonna put me on some afraid shit <laughs> yeah
2: oh man dog you know what this is my bad bro <laughs> yeah it's, you put this one on it's boy is that egg on my face yeah. And blood on your face. Chester Crown Court heard that yesterday yes that dozens of people, including families and children, had been enjoying Sunday carvery when violence broke out around 4.30 p.m. on October 20th last year. Oh, shit, in the middle of the day. Some terrified witnesses told police they mistook the wooden sword for a machete. Mm. Why did they? That thing must have been big then. Swindles of Cavendish Close Warrington was sentenced to six months in prison for a fray and three months for possessing an offensive weapon with the terms to run concurrently, so this nigga be back on the streets in six months. Mm. The recorder, Elgin Edwards, also ordered him to serve six months of a previously suspended eight-month oh. sentence. So he be in there for a year. Father of one Sanger, 27, of Joseph Groom Towers, Elsmere Port. This all sounds like places in Lord of the Rings.
3: Yes. I know, right?
2: And Harry Potter came and said... uh he was handed a six month prison term for a fray. Mr. Edwards told the pair, it's disgraceful that you've got yourselves involved in this offense of violence when people were there having a pleasant time in a public house in the city. This kind of conduct would not be tolerated.
6: <laughs>
2: the court heard that the two men had turned up to the pub. Turn up. To the pub for a Sunday roast without knowing Sanger's rival, yeah. with whom he had a young lady in common, would be there.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, turns or they call out him for what? Huh? Mm-hmm.
2: Or they call him in the old country a whore? <laughs> Not a whore.
1: <laughs>
2: this is like a duel or something. You smack him with a glove first. I
1: know, right?
2: I would fight you for the for Miss Elizabeth's honor. Meet me outside. Choose weapons of your choice. Uh They exchange, choose wisely. Yeah. Ornamental swords, um, they, umbrellas. And then he put out a, a sword. They exchanged words and took their argument outside. But CCTV footage played in court showed a brawl spill back inside the reception and dining area of the pub. Oh,
0: oh so we went TV? outside and went back in.
2: Mm-hmm. CCTV is uh, they record everything. Oh, they record here. Oh, close everything, circuit, close circuit.
0: inside outside. Like if anywhere, if you outside of your own personal premises, you getting recorded.
2: Close Swindles. Circuit swindles had, was seen brandishing the ornamental sword and striking the victim with it several times Defendant swindle adrian evans said he saw the co-defendant Sanger in a fight and reacted instinctively to protect his friend from the rather large man he attempt he accepts his he went too far and that he put other members of the public enjoying their meals in fear and he apologizes for that and is remorse swindles has been in custody since february 18th And had been taking anger management classes and other activities in a bid to turn his life around. Didn't work too well, did it? Christopher Hunt, defending Sanger, said no one was hurt in the fight, describing it as more of a scuffle. Well, I'm pretty sure the dude (laughs) that got beat the fuck up might have some different words about that. Yes. Like, that's that's why I never say it's just a wooden sword, because that shit probably hurts. Come on. You beat me down with a wooden sword. It's I mean, a bat is made of wood. That would hurt. He added, "He very much regrets his involvement and is ashamed of his behavior." Both have a string of previous convictions, including possession of an in- imitation firearm. They only have imitation weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I got fake. I got wood guns. What you need, dog? What we do? What we do? Right. We rolling on these fools. Look, dog. I got plastic <laughs> nunchucks. Not not right.
0: Yeah, because I think I think in like certain
2: places they yeah. like take everybody guns away. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. You take this silly putty knife. We about to go on these fools. I know, right? uh, resistant police officer for swindles, a robbery and burglary possession of a stun gun for Sanger. Uh, somebody say look like penguin. Uh,
1: they
0: said that, that dude was attacking, thought he was fat and brown. Thought uh, he, thought he had, he had a, a, thought he had a
1: umbrella. umbrella. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah,
2: Batman. Listen, <laughs> you'll never catch Oswald Cobblepot. See? <laughs> anyway, man, it's been another episode of the blackout tips. Father's day edition. Uh, make sure you support our sponsors, Shadow out productions and adam and eve did you check questions uh i did not let me check the questions uh just one from leonard brothers says happy father's day pops lots of people use this day to vent about bad dads instead of celebrating fathers in general the good ones in particular how do you feel about the negativity that comes along with father's day
1: uh i I, i'm so blessed to have such a great family that the negativity just bounces off me and comes back as another blessing
2: yeah, and my dad's not on social media, really, so he don't, don't
1: see get all that. that no, every, everything is your virus. We yeah. we
2: ain't got to worry about him
1: going on yeah. the internet. I yeah, read, I got. I read news, but, you know, I hear a lot of it, you know.
2: Yeah, I got back from, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, no, before we did the show this morning, I saw someone posted a card that said, Happy Father's Day, quote, unquote, dad, who was ne- <laughs> who was never there and i did it on my own oh lord i was like damn man that's an angry card just just sit this one out yeah just you know it's out it's like if i came to your birthday party every year and every year it was just like i never got a birthday you son of a bitch and kick kick your cake over pop all your balloons and kick everybody out your party happy birthday to me bitches yeah (laughs) so you say it's your birthday I'm my a burn too,
0: mo- I know I'm a burn this motherfucker down.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, man. Rest in peace to Casey Kasem. By the way, he just passed away today. Oh. Eighty two, man. 82. Yeah. um Black Rob says, "Good thing you're not on social media because you can get a lot of thirsty de- ladies in your DMs." Oh. Oh. Uh. Well, well, thanks for telling them. What is that supposed to do, Black Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of this. Uh, um, but yeah, man, make sure you guys check out, um, the blackout tips and check out our sponsors. Shout out to our productions. Uh, make sure you do that. And, uh, also check out adamandeve.com code TBGWT. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, until then, peace. i uh, and Karen. Yes. I love you.
0: I love you, I love you too, baby. <laughs>